You have the word of the Lord with you today. If you turn to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. We're going to read verses 8 through 11. We're reading here about the temptation of Christ. And in verse 8 it says, Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And saith unto them, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So we're looking at this, and see, Satan, he tries to do these same things unto us. We've talked about this uh, in some of the other verses. But, see, Satan said unto Jesus, he thought that he could get Jesus, didn't he? Because Jesus was in kind of a, a weakened state, shall we say? You know, he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. I don't know if I could do that, but Jesus did so we can see. And Satan figured that, okay, he's kind of in a weakened state, as I said, because we have to understand that even though he was God incarnate in the flesh, he came down on earth and he was flesh and blood as you and me, you know. He had to eat to sustain himself. So Satan figures, I can get him. I can get him here. I got him. But right at the very end, he says, you know what? I'm going to give you everything here. I'll give all of this to you. All you got to do is fall down and worship me. But we know that the previous two times, when Satan tempted him, he answered him with what? Scripture. Each and every time. That's why it is so important for us to be versed in the Bible and in Scripture. Because in this last time, he says, get thee hence, Satan. Basically, you know, get away from me. Get away from me. For it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. One of the Ten Commandments is what? You're only to worship Him, God, God only. That's it. And Him only shalt thou serve. You know, we are only to worship the Lord our God, the only true and living God that's in the world today. We see so many different things that are going on. You know, we look back a few years ago, or not a few years ago, but, you know, it was, remember, in schools, they used to what? Open up in prayer, right? That kind of went away. And there's so many things going on. And we see the Catholic Church. Now, if, if anybody's been listening to the things that are that are going on, from the Pope, 
this week, the Pope said that it's okay for their priests to bless same-sex marriages. That's unbelievable, isn't it? But he says, but it's okay. They can't marry them, but they can bless their union and everything. And Mabel and myself are watching the news, and if you watch, if you've seen anything, there's this Catholic priest that's up in Chicago, uh, Michael Flager. He's, he's very, very liberal. And we were watching the news and he was just going crazy. He just couldn't wait to start doing this and everything. And I'm like, is our world gone crazy? Have, have we gone crazy that it, now all of a sudden it's okay? It's okay to bless these unions. You know, this goes totally against what's in our Bible here. We're going away from serving the only true and living God. We're getting away from this. That's why we need to stand fast. We're rooted and grounded in the truth, aren't we? The truth is that what? That God created male and female. And that's it. That's all he did. He created male and female. I've listened and, and watched some videos that are just on, on YouTube that just people are literally crazy, I think. Um, it's, it's just amazing when we see these things. And if we look at it and we've got to realize that, you know, there are people that are worshiping things other than the Lord God in the world in which we live today. There's things in this world today that are trying to tear us away from serving the only true and living God. Um, I want you to turn to Psalm 115. We're going to start reading at verse 1. I wrote down 3 through 8, but I want to start at verse 1. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory, for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore the he, where, yeah, told you I couldn't read, brother Roger. Wherefore should the heathen say, where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. Trusting in idols instead of trusting in our Lord God Almighty. You wonder what is going on. But we know that even in when uh, Paul was in Ephesians, 
Remember, uh, Demetrius is the silversmith wanted to bring Paul and all of these in front of him because they said that they be no gods. I know I'm not going to quote 100% here, Carl, but bear with That they be no gods that are made with men's hands. And what was, what is it? What, remember what we read that? And it says that for the space of two hours, they said, great is Diana of the Ephesians. So Demetrius and the silversmith, all these other guys, they made silver idols and silver gods for the people that were going to the temple of Diana. We look back and we see Moses. Remember, Moses was up on the mountain. I can't remember exactly how many days it was, Brother Roger. But while they were up there, the people were saying, well, we don't know what's happened to this Moses. He, he hasn't come back down and everything. And what they do? They gathered all kinds of gold and everything together. And they, the people said, and, and Aaron, I think Aaron said, now give me all your gold earrings and all this and everything. I'm going to make us a calf. And that's who we're going to serve. We're going to serve this golden calf and everything. And God said unto Moses, what did he say? He said, you need to get back down there, Moses. Because what was he up there to get, Brother Roger? Ten Commandments. The tables of stone. And he kind of said, you know what? You better get on back down there. He said, that people are going crazy down there. And he had given them the Ten Commandments. One said, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. You know, and he also says in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt have no graven images before you. And he went down there, and he's saying, he's coming down there, and Joshua met him, and he says, uh, I think it sounds like the noise of war. And Moses said, no, 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 no. That's, that, that's not the sound of war. And when he got down there, there they seen that golden image. And what happened? What did he do, Brother Roger? He threw down them two tables of stone. Almost like, what good are these? Because you people, you're a stiff-necked people. You don't want to, you don't want to serve the Lord your God. You want to serve all these little idols. What did he say? What did God say when, when Israel went into the land to possess it? What did he say? Get rid of all them people. Get rid of all those people out of the land because they're going to be a snare under your neck. A noose under your neck. He says, and you're going to go a whoring after the gods of the people in the lands in which you go to possess it. We can see here in this psalm, you know, when we look at this, the design of this description in here, their idols are silver and gold, the works of men's hands, is to show the utter vanity of trusting in silver and gold and these idols in these such gods and to lead the to lead the people of Israel to put their trust in the true God the true God we know that is Yahweh the true God the true God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ you know in Hebrews chapter 11 what does it talk about we must believe that he is what are you talking about God we must believe that God is and he is a rewarder, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, we can't be seeking after the idols, the gods. We can't be going seeking after the idols and the gods that are in this world today. I'm going to get to it a little later on, but I wonder, these people are what it talks about in Romans. 
They worshiped and served the what, Roger, Roger? The creature more than the creator. It's, it's just bad. You know, the gods that they were serving and looking at, they're not in heaven. They're not in heaven. We know our, our God, our Lord God Almighty is sitting on his throne of glory today. He's sitting on his throne. He's in heaven. These idols that we're talking about here, the idols that are silver and gold, they're not in the heavens. They're on the earth. They're on the earth. See, he is exhorting us on what we need to do and to just keep on with this. Look, look at this thing. They have mouths, but they speak not. We know we have a God and he has a mouth because we were what? We are created in Whose image? These golden idols? No. We're made in the image of our Lord God Almighty. So when we look at it, we have a mouth. We can speak. He speaks unto us. He speaks to our heart, doesn't he? He talks to us all the time. We talk to him, don't we? When we go to him in prayer, what are we doing? We are talking with God. And in Psalms it says what? And he hears our prayers. He hears our prayers. In verse 6, it says, They have ears, but they hear not. We know that He has ears, and He hears us when we talk to Him. How do we know that He hears us? Because He does answer our prayers. When we come into Him with the right spirit, He hears our prayers. And like I said, if we look at it, He has a mouth, and they speak this. These, they have a mouth. But they don't speak. They can't speak. Eyes they have, but they see not. He sees us. He looks down upon us. He sees us all the time. You know, we can't, we can't run and hide from God, can we? You know, sometimes we think we're smarter than God. Come on. We do. We think we're smarter than God. We think that we can get away with things. That He doesn't see us when we do things. He knows everything about us. What is it? Psalm, I can't remember what the name of Psalm is. He knows our downsitting, our uprising. He knows the words even before we speak them. That Psalm says, where can we go to get away from God? You can't go anywhere to get away from God. Even if you could get on a rocket ship, let's say, and you could go into the light years, thousands of light years away, we got to understand, who made those stars that are a thousand light years away? God created everything. You can't go out there and hide. You can go into the depths of the sea. There are some mountains that are under the sea that are twice as tall as Mount Everest, which is the tallest mountain. You can go into the bottom of the ocean. You can't get away from God. You can't get away from Him. He sees you. He hears. He hears us. I'm back to using my new Bible, and some of these pages are still sticking together. Noses have they, but they smell not. We know God has a nose. Then he smells. 
How do we know that? In the book of Revelations, he says that our prayers are as a sweet-smelling incense that comes up to him. So our prayers are so sweet unto him. He, he says there, it's like a sweet incense that comes up to him. So we see that. They have hands, but they handle not. Oh, we know that he picks up us up and carries us. In times when we just, we just don't know sometimes how we can go on. When we lose a loved one and we're just so sorrowful. And it's just like, but you know what? He picks us up. And he holds us in his everlasting arms. He takes care of us. Feet have they, but they walk not. We can look at these things and we can say all these things go along with our Lord God Almighty, but Jesus Christ, because he was God incarnate in the flesh. God walked upon the earth. God walked upon the earth. Neither speak they through their throat. It's just, it's just ridiculous to think that people could do this. I wrote something as I was studying the other day, and it says, how foolish is it to put your trust in and worship idols, gods that are made by man? It is, it is sinful. This is where I had a brother. I'm going to go to Romans too. It is sinful to worship the creature more than the creator. And we've got people in this world today that are worshiping the creatures that they have created in their minds, and some of it is in their minds, than the Creator. It's, it's, it's a shame when we see these things that are going on, you know, in, 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 in the world today. That, that's for sure. That's for sure. Let's, let's, let's go into the book of Romans. We're going to just go to Romans chapter 1. There we go. Romans chapter 1, verses 21 to 32. I know I'm going to read a lot of verses here, but it's really needful for us. Starts out, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools." and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image make like the corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever Amen. I want to stop there for a second. Look in, look in verse 25. When it talks about and it served the creature, it's a little c, isn't it? Just like the gods that they made are little g's, not big g. But look when it says when we go more than the creator. What is it there? It's a capital C to give reverence unto the creator 
our Lord God Almighty, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even the women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving themselves that recompense of their heir which was meet, or which was proper. <coughs> and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, hades of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That's what's going on in the world today. You, you could just read this right here. That's what's going on in the world today. When we look at these things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, without natural affection, unmerciful, they know the judgment of God. They know the judgment of God. And they knew that that thing, the things which they were committing, are worthy of death. Now that we're death, there's two things. But I think one of the main things here is, are worthy of death, worthy of a, first off, a spiritual death, but then also worried about a physical death, worthy of death. Those in Revelation, those whose names are not found in the Lamb's book of life were cast into the lake of fire. Cast into the lake of fire. Look at what it says. They know they're worthy of that. Not only do the same, but they have pleasure in them that do them. See, now there's a difference between sinners and sinners saved by the grace of God. We know that we're going to do sin. But these people are sinners, but they not only have, they have pleasure when they do these things. A big, vast difference, isn't it, Brother Leroy? From children of God. We have so many things in here. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 2. I got to I got to try to see if I can find it. I know it's in here somewhere. <laughs> uh oh, that's not good. Pages are stuck together. Ah, that's why I had a different thing in here. Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. We're going to read verses 18 through 20. 
What profiteth the graven image that the maker thereof hath graven it? The molted image and a teacher of lies that the maker of his worth trusteth therein to make dumb idols. Woe unto him that saith to the wood, Awake to the dumb stone, arise, it shall teach. Behold, it is laid over with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in the midst of it. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Be still and know that I am God. But we can see that people, they think that when they do these things, <coughs> trusteth therein to make dumb idols. You know, when they look at it, and they're saying here, they say it to the wood, awake to the dumb stone, arise, and it shall teach. It's not, it can't do that. It can't do that. It is, it is an inanimate object. I'm wanting, I'm, I'm going to go over these verses because I want us to see how foolish it is to not trust in the living God. Not trust in the living God and his son, Jesus Christ. What it says, there is no breath at all in the midst of it. But the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is sitting in his holy temple in heaven. And he's there watching over and there for us each and every day when we look at these things. When we look at these things. Turn to Daniel chapter 5. Verses 22 and 23. And thou, his son, O Belshazzar, hast not humbled thine heart, therefore thou knewest all this. But hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heavens, and they have brought the vessels of his house before thee, and thou and thy lords, thy wives, and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold, of brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know, and the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are thy ways, hast thou not glorified. So they sat there. We understand that um, all, of the, all of the golden vessels that were in the house of God were taken away. And now they had this, and they were having, I guess, a party there, and they were drinking out of all these vessels, blaspheming the name of God. And they were, look what they were, they, they were praising the gods of silver and gold, of brass and iron, wood and stone, because they thought, when all these things were brought back to Babylon, Brother Roger, see, they thought, well, we gained a victory over Israel. We took care of them. We tore down all this stuff and everything. But this was all that they were supposed to go into captivity. It was all by the hand of God, Brother Roger. We know that. It was meant to be that way. But see, they were looking at it the other way. They were praising their gods of silver and gold and all these things. They were praising them because we had gained the victory. We got the victory over Israel. 
But it was just a short-lived victory, wasn't it? Israel was 70 years in there, but God brought them what? God brought them out, brought them back into Israel that they could serve the Lord God Almighty. Remember Daniel. We're in the book of Daniel. Remember at the beginning, what did, what did Daniel say? He didn't want to eat the things that were served unto idols because it was profaning God. And he won that, that, that little battle there, didn't he? That they took away the meat and the wine and everything that was offered unto idols. And they gave them pulse, which was beans and water to drink. And they tested them. And when they tested them, what happened? That after so many days, they looked at them and their appearance was better than the other ones that were eating all this other stuff. That's how God is. God heard the prayer of Daniel. He heard the prayer. He could see what Daniel was going through. He knew exactly what he was going And he acted on his behalf because he could hear him and see the things that were going on. These different idols and gods were not that way. Not at all. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4, we're going to read 24 through, through 29. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. When thou shalt beget children and children's children, and ye shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves, and make a graven image, or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God to provoke him to anger. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land whereunto ye go over Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and ye shall be left few in number among the heathen, whither the Lord shall lead you. And there ye shall serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou shalt seek him with all thy heart, with all thy soul. So we can see. They went in, he was talking about the nations you go to possess, when you go in the land to possess it. He says, if you go in there, what's going to happen? You can see these things. And ye shall there ye shall serve gods. Because in verse 26 it talks about when you shall go into that land, to go over Jordan to possess it. You're going to serve gods, the work of men's hands, wooden stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But verse 29 starts out with one of my favorite words in the Bible. Bill knows it, but. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God. You turn away from your evil ways and seek the Lord thy God. Thou shalt find him. But he makes another qualifying. But you have to seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. 
It's amazing when we see these things. Turn to 1 Kings. First Kings chapter 18. I'm going to start reading. I'm probably not going to read all of it. But what I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to just go to the gist of this. But we look, this is a time when Samuel was... Not Samuel, Elijah. And they were trying to get rid of all the gods of Baal. And they chose two... They had two bulls and they gave one, one to the people of Baal and one to him. And in verse 25, and Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, choose you one, but look for yourselves and dress it first. For ye are many and call on the name of your gods, little g, but put no fire under. And they took the bullock which was given them and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning until morning until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which they had made. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a god, little g. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awake. And they cried aloud and cut themselves, till the blood gushed out. Sorry about that. And it came to pass that when midday was past, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening, that there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. So then Elijah, he sat there and he says, okay, I got my sacrifice. I'm going to dress it. I'm going to put it on there. What did he say? Dump water all over it. He built a trench around it. Dump more water on it. Dump more water on it until it was all full and everything. And in verse 35, he says, And the water ran round about the altar, and he filled the trench also with offer, with water. And it came to pass, at the time of the offering of the evening off sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in heaven, big G, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, big L, big G, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt off sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God, the Lord he is the God. See, Baal couldn't hear anything. Why? As a figment of their imagination. He was wood, maybe gold, maybe silver. But our God, our God heard, heard when Elijah said, take care of this, Lord. I know I'm paraphrasing. Take care of it. And it did, that fire came down, licked up everything, took everything, boom. 
the people were sore afraid, weren't they? The Lord, He is God. Now they've seen it for themselves. They've seen these people. They've seen everything that went on. That was it. Last, we're going back into Psalms. Psalm 135. Psalm 135, verses 15 through 18. The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their nostrils. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in him. I'm going to close with this. Our God is in the heavens. Our God is in the heavens. His habitation is in the heavens and in the earth. He's not only in heaven, he's on the earth too also. The idea is our God, big G, really exists. He really exists. He is the true God. He reigns in heaven. He is our ruler, our protector. He is what? He is our God. I hope that what I said is going to help you in your lives because it's we really need these things and to understand these things so that we don't get all caught up in the things of the world because it's so easy to get caught up in the things of the world, isn't it? I thank you for your kind attention. Does anybody have a song in closing? 192. You like to stand as we sing 192.